Welcome to Not Your Pastor's Pulpit, the place where ordinary people proclaim an extraordinary Jesus. Hey guys, if you listened to episode 35, you heard Alex and I interview Holly B. from the Method Theology Podcast, and today we have the honor of having Donna join us in the pulpit, the other half of Method Theology. Yeah, and Donna did a really great job of just just sharing her story. Yeah. And I think that's something that today as Christians, we underestimate how powerful our story and our relationship with God has been in the just being able to communicate that to others. So Donna, thank you so much for just sharing your story. Yeah. A highlight for me before you listen to it is she's talking about being in pain and asking God, where are you in those moments? But then later in life, in hindsight, she can see how God's been working all along. And it's just like, it's like one of those perfect movies, Alex. <laughs> or at the end, everything just comes together. Yeah. Like Star Wars. Yeah. There's, <laughs> there's a great comfort in that. Star Wars. Well, Donna, uh, thank you so much for your contribution and preach it. Donna. I'm one half of Method Theology, a podcast I do with Holly B. You may have already heard her testimony. I absolutely love her. Uh, now you're going to hear mine. We're a little bit different, so this probably won't have the same vibes, but uh, that's what makes us like so cool when we're together. I want to start by reading from Acts 3, uh, 1 through 10. All right. One day Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer, at three in the afternoon. Now a man who was lame from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, where he was put every day to beg from those going into the temple courts. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. Peter looked straight at him, as did John. Then Peter said, look at us. So the man gave them his attention, expecting to get something from them. Then Peter said, silver or gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Taking him by the right hand, he helped him up, and instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. Then he went from them into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. When all the people saw him walking and praising God, they recognized him as the same man who used to sit begging at the temple gate called Beautiful, and they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. So I wanted to read that because I feel like that is me, and um, you'll hear my story and why that's the verse I chose. So there are three things that greatly affected me in my life and in my relationship with Christ. Uh, The first being that when I was younger, I was teased a lot uh, for being fat and for being different. So I felt like an outsider. Uh, Two, when I was 13, my dad died suddenly, and that changed my life a lot. And four, wait, I skipped Three. Okay, let's go back. Three. There we go. (laughs) And three, I inherited a stepdad that was very mentally and verbally abusive to not only me, but my mother and my brother. And those three things emotionally affected me to the point where it was blocking me from Christ fully in a lot of ways. And my story changed because God has been working on me. And he has gotten me to the point where even though I have been so broken by the pain that I was going through um, at home, 
that I am now in a place where I fully trust Christ. And I didn't always start there. I'm going to read you um, from my journal. Uh, my journal is very personal. And I didn't think I'd ever be reading it out loud. But I think that's what's kind of great about it because it is me. So I did a fast at the beginning of the year. And I wrote that this is what I wanted to change um, after the fast. Breaking of this feeling of being unloved for and forgotten. This fear that God doesn't see me and isn't going to guide my future. Let it all go. Breaking down the holds of my emotions and my comforts. God is my comforter and he heals me with truth. He sees me and will guide me. He is my redeemer. Break away from these lies. So in my life, God has kind of always been there, but in different forms. I would say um, growing up, church is just what you did. My dad's father was a pastor, so my dad grew up in the church. My mom went to church. So, of course, when they had kids, we went to church. Um, after my dad's death, my mom really got reinvested in church, and that's kind of when I got a little bit like, oh, okay, church got, like, that's like a thing we're going to do-do-do. So <laughs> it was something we did, and then I was looking at back at my journals, even from when I was, like, in high school, and, and I remember you know, just writing like, I love God, thank you God, and all this, and I write little prayers, and I would pray, and so that was kind of the relationship with God then. I, I have a funny story. I tell Holly I was in church so much that I uh, pledged my virginity about four times. Four times. I'm officially virgin-fied. I don't think that's a word, but that's okay. So, so then when I was in college, um, you know, God, just in the traditional sense, like, I love God, I pray God, but during that time and right after graduation, I was filled with just like a sadness and I was just like, okay, I say I'm a Christian and people talk about Christianity being this whole happy thing and I'm not happy. So that was around the time that I rededicated my life to Christ and was like, I'm going to like seek him out and see if this is for me and see if this is true. So this journey has been a very, very, very long journey, but God has been very faithful in the journey. And this year has even been a new time with Christ. Those three things that affected me emotionally very much so stunted me and put me in a place where I didn't trust God. God wasn't there when I was crying, when I was suffering um, with my family, when I was in fear. Like I remember those times of praying out and it just hurts my heart. And I just always had felt that I couldn't fully give myself to God because of all the pain I went through. And if God was a good God, why would he allow that? That's how I always felt. And I didn't recognize that that was blocking me from him until the beginning of this year. And now I can sit and I can look back at God's hand on my life. God guided me from my college choice. It just came out of nowhere. Um, someone one day was like, oh, have you ever considered this school? And it was everything that I was wanting to do and thinking about. And so I applied and I went to the school. And then from there, when it came to um, grad school, like that just kind of happened. I applied to three schools and two of them didn't let me in. So maybe that didn't just kind of happen. Maybe maybe the other doors were blocked. They were blocked. But I, I look back to how God has just guided my life and me. And even now in the last five years, um, the emotional stuff that I was suffering that was putting a damper on me and how I thought about myself and my future and really truly my relationship with Christ, God was guiding healing for me through that. I was in a group 
of other girls, a mentoring group. And um, in that group, I had an emotional breakdown. And one of the women leading it, her sister is a counselor, a Christian counselor, and she changed my life. And I never seeked out counseling, but I was, I was in it. And from there, things in my life have just changed. And recently, God has just been showing me his faithfulness and his goodness on this journey. Even when I didn't see him there, he has always been there. I'm going to read you um, a recent journal entry, actually, from a couple months ago that I wrote. Lord, I have been having a hard week. I feel I've been waking up feeling so in a funk. I've been feeling so disconnected, Lord, and lost. Jesus, I want to be where you are every day on my own is too much to bear. I feel so much uncertainty. I want to wake up with joy. I have none right now. I hate that so much, Jesus. I just want to be connected with you. I want you intertwined with me. I literally feel fear in my heart when I think about the future. I wonder when will I get a break? I am overwhelmed and I hate myself and my choices. So the verse beginning uh, happened to be uh, Acts 3. At the beginning, Acts 3 happened to be in my reading that day. And I was reading it. And from that, I then wrote this. Jesus, I feel like the main man begging every day for someone to help me and heal my situation. I feel so hopeless and broken. You're calling me to look at you. And by my faith, you will heal my body. You will give me the ability to walk. There is refreshing in you, Jesus. I don't get how I will be healed, but me getting it won't be won't be the thing that heals me, but my faith in you will be the thing that heals me. You are my healer. I am scared, Lord. The unknown frightens me. I'm used to begging. That I know. It scares me, but you're calling me to focus on you. And with that, through my faith, I will be healed. I may be maimed and a beggar, but with Christ I am healed. And you can use me within myself to make a change happen. Jesus, I want to walk. I want to walk in you. So, you know, excuse the typos, the kind of messed up writing sometimes, but I read that because every day isn't a good day, but God is faithful. He always shows me how he is there for me and how I can fall back and depend on him and how he has taken me from so much pain and brought me to a place where there is nothing but him. And I know I can fully trust him. And I know that even though I felt like he wasn't there, he was always there. And he will use everything for my good. I just need to trust him, keep my eyes on him, and he will heal me. He will heal my feet. He will heal my ankles. And he will give me the ability to walk so that I can celebrate with joy and happiness in him. Yeah, I did my best. <laughs> I hope you all enjoyed. Thanks. And like to share a sermon or story about Jesus on Not Your Pastor's Pulpit, you can do so by following three simple guidelines. Keep it short, keep it Jesus, and love others. If you would like to learn more about our submission process, please go to notyourpastorspodcast.com backslash pulpit or listen to episode 26. Until next week, go in peace, my friends. Yeah.